Because cats are so weird like that. Like, when I was younger, my family had a cat that went missing for four years, and then one Christmas morning it just turned up. After four years? Yeah. It just waltzed on in, stood on the carpet, took a big old shit. What? Yeah, Merry Christmas. It's like, did you miss me? Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. Like a four-year shit. Well, I think I think you'd done a couple of... Shits in between. Yeah. Extracurricular <laughs> shits. It just... Um, well, to me, it just looked like a regular morning dump. <laughs> That's a soundbite from the new Australian indie, So Long. Hello, and welcome to the Cinema Australia podcast. My name is Matthew Eels. So Long is an examination of life post-breakup. It follows Emily and Ray, played by Kimberly Lisley and Eva Seymour, as they grapple with their new lives without each other around. So Long is co-written, produced and directed by Caitlin Frugier and Michael Jones, whose last film together was Lazy Bones, which had a successful run on the festival circuit and is soon to be released digitally via Umbrella Entertainment. In this podcast, Caitlin and Michael take us back to the beginning of their creative relationship, discuss their two features, Wolf and Lazy Bones, and take us through their unconventional process of making so long. Well, unconventional for mainstream filmmakers, but not so much for indie filmmakers, and Australia has a lot of them. So Long is about to have its world premiere at the Melbourne Queer Film Festival on March 18, which will also include a Q&A. You can get your tickets at www.mqff.com.au. Anyway, enjoy. All right, so uh, Caitlin and uh, Michael, welcome to the Cinema Australia podcast. It's uh, great to have you both with us. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> Thanks for having us. No worries. Um, so your new film, So Long, is having its premiere at uh, the Melbourne Queer Film Festival in March, and uh, we'll discuss that a bit later, but I want to go back to the beginning for you two. Um, so you both made uh, three fe- feature films together, uh, including Wolf, Lazy Bones and So Long. Yeah. Uh, can you tell us a bit about yourselves and, and where your creative relationship uh, began? <laughs> you go first. <laughs> Um, well, we made, I, I made Wolf, I wrote it with a friend of mine, Ashton, and, um, we got Katie on board to produce it. Um, and that's where kind of, we started working together. Um, that was kind of a bit more of a genre type film. Um, but the way we wanted to make films was kind of similar. So from there, we just started making films that we both enjoyed and we both wanted to make. And yeah, it was just a really good collaboration always (laughs) I think as well you work with so many different people um along your way and when Mike and I first collaborated on Wolf as co-producers I think we were it was finally like oh my god you work the same way as I work and so it kind of went from there was just kind of a natural progression Mm -hmm. um for a shared work work ethic yeah um so is that where you two officially uh, met oh no we'd met before then yeah yeah um but just that was around. the first time we'd worked together. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so, Michael, you did mention just then that Wolf is a horror film uh, yeah. or, or a horror drama. It's kind of like a yeah, horror drama. What was it? Uh, why, why didn't you uh, continue with the horror dra- drama uh, genre? It's not really – I, I like horror films. And I, like, I like all types of films, actually, but it just wasn't really – I think when we wrote it, we, we wanted to just make a film, me and my friend, because I hadn't made anything for a few years. And I was in that phase where I thought, well, I need to start making films if I want to 
be a filmmaker? Yeah, so we wrote, we just, we, we just wrote out a kind of, we just kind of want to make a bit of a genre film. Um, and then when we wrote it, it became more of a kind of character-based drama mm. horror. It was a bit weird, actually. It was like a hybrid of both. And, um, and yeah, but, and then through making that, we worked with some really good crew members and really good cast members. But through making that, I realized like those weren't the type of films I really wanted to make. Um, the films I really wanted to make were the ones like Lazy Bones and So Long that we've done. Mm. So that's probably why I didn't. I still like Wolf. Um, it's very it's beautiful. On, it's on Ozflix. It's on Vimeo On Demand. And, it, yeah, it looks amazing because we had a really great DOP, Max. Um, but, yeah, it's just I prefer making more independent kind of gorilla, gorilla yeah, comedy drama films, yeah. So, so how was the experience uh, for both of you uh, as first-time uh, feature film collaborators with Wolf? With Wolf? Well, yeah. when um, Mike Mike emailed me, I think, because back back then, years ago, we kind of just only knew each other, and he emailed me saying, um, could you co-produce this? And I said, sure, when do you want to shoot? And he said, a month. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I cursed a little bit. And then, <laughs> um, so it was kind of very full-on month but very, um, we were very productive, so we just, you know, we just went for it, really. Um, mm. And I, I suppose that's when we saw each other for being very hardworking and, um, yeah. You know, we wrote it and um, – hold on, we're just going to let our cat out the room. Sorry. Really <laughs> um, yeah, once we wrote it, um, we, we made it quite quickly um, – and we kind of done that with all our other projects because it's all our own money. It's all our own resources. Mm. So there's no reason why we shouldn't, we should be like messing around and not take, not doing it quickly. That's true. Well, not quickly, but not doing it, just taking years to just make it. Mm. And also I think that initial love that you feel for a new idea, yeah. it can quickly fade. So I think the quicker you act upon it, um, the better. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, because you two have a very quick turnaround when it comes to films, don't you? We, we yes. Yeah, mass main, production. We're main, like Target. <laughs> our main like idea is that once we finish a film, we submit it to festivals, etc. And while that's happening, we've already started kind of planning the next one because it's good while you're in the zone and while you you've got the momentum, it's good to kind of start working on a new project because the whole process of festivals and post-production is very draining and it can take a lot out of you so especially getting all the you know you get a lot of rejections and um it's easy to be like well i'm not doing that again so it's probably good to start a new project because once you the rejections do start coming in (laughs) you're probably you're you're already on a new film your mind's already on a different project anyway that is a very good way of looking at it no, that's that's fantastic, and I'm sure a lot of uh, our, our younger uh, filmmaking listeners will uh, appreciate that. Yeah. Um, so, uh, as is often the case uh, with independent filmmaking, you both you've both been uh, writing, directing, producing, and uh, editing these films. But what what's your favourite role on set? Like, how would you define uh, define yourselves as as filmmakers? If we had, if we could yeah. only pick one, is yes. that what you yes. mean? Yeah. Um, I think for me it's writing. Yes, writing for me definitely. I just really like being that cre- a creative world and even though I really like collaboration and being on set, I just also really like being by myself <laughs> with my ideas. Um, so I think for me it's writing. Um, 
Yeah, I, I like I like them all kind of equally. I do enjoy directing. Um, probably the most a little bit. I like working with actors and kind of being involved with visual as well. Um, but then editing as well, I really enjoy because that's, that's your when job. it all comes together. Oh, yeah, I do. I'm an editor as, as work, so it's nice to actually edit something that I enjoy editing for once. Oh, wow, there you go. That that's, uh, really surprised me, actually, Michael. I, I, I figured that you would choose uh, directing, but uh, uh, Caitlin, uh, a writer, that uh, surprised me over um, producing. Oh, really? Over producing, oh, yeah. Oh, really? Mm. Oh, my gosh, producing is the bane of my <laughs> <laughs> So I have so many grey hairs. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, producing is kind of probably on the – it's just kind of something you have to do when you're making your own film. It's you just so to... the opposite to being creative. Mm, mm. Uh, yeah. Well, problem it's solving. Limiting, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, following on from uh, Wolf was one of my favourite Australian films of the last few years, which is Lazy Bones, oh, and uh, this time an observational uh, comedy and again starring uh, the great Jackson Tozer. Um, <laughs> would, you okay. say, would you say that uh, Lazy Bones is your most successful feature so far? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yes. Well, it's yeah. kind of the like we did Wolf, and we didn't. I didn't send that to festivals. I just kind of sat with it for ages, and then put it on a few platforms. Lasermans was one that we got a good bit of coverage for, and some good festivals. So that mm. was definitely mm. the most successful um, one. And that was probably all because of all the really good actors we worked with. Oh, for sure. Yeah, mm. especially Jackson as well. Yeah, because I was going to ask you, what was it about the film that uh, resonated with audiences? Uh, Do you think it was the actors mainly? Uh, Probably, actually. I think think people found it, all the screenings we went to, people found it, like, it was interesting. A lot of people liked it, and every screening people walked out of it. Like... (laughs) Um, and every question we'd get was, why did you make that? <laughs> what was the point of that? <laughs> yeah, but, but yeah, I don't know. I think that's just a festival thing. Like you'll always get audience members leave because they're maybe not used to seeing something so yes. gritty or like mm. cheap. Which maybe. I think yeah. says a lot about um, what is made these days and how glossy and commercial yeah. everything is. But, um, but I don't, yeah, I guess everyone said it was relatable. Um, the characters they could relate to. So I suppose that's what resonated um, with most people mm. and of all ages as well. Like, like the, like a lot of people found parents more than Francis, their characters very relatable because they're based off my parents. Right, right. <laughs> so that was like, it was quite an easy script to write really. Cause everything was kind of based off people we knew. <laughs> yes, that's yeah. true. Is that, is that the case with most of your films? Uh, they're, yeah, yeah based off people we know or traits um, that we have or mm. definitely conversations and situations we've been in. Yeah, and then the actors who take the roles basically yes. bring themselves to it. Yes. So, um, so, yeah, that's true. When we were writing at the moment and we thought, oh, should we start writing a character breakdown? And it's you can have an idea of a character, but the way we work, we really um, – it's about – working with actors who we really like as people Mm. and what they can bring to the character. Mm. Which is why we work with so many actors, like so many of the same actors. Mm. Uh, So tell us about your relationship with Jackson. How did you guys meet? It's not a good relationship. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's No, we love Jackson. Jackson was involved. And I just messaged him because I'd seen him in like, this short film he was in called Pint, which was quite a good short film. And 
I thought he was really good. And Wolf was a bit more serious. It wasn't really a comedy role. And everything I'd seen of Jackson's up to then was comedy. Um, so I just I, – but he just – and he just seemed like someone who – he was a good actor all around. So mm. I thought he, you know, he'd be able to do drama and he was really good. But on set, it was a drama – like Wolf was drama, but he was a lot of fun to work with. He was so, so funny. So that helped, like, that helped as well, kind of realizing, well, I want to make a film with you that's, that's funny so we can always have fun on set. Mm. Having fun on set and then having to do a serious scene. Yes. Do you have more characters uh, in in development with Jackson in mind? Um, Yeah, we do. Yeah. We we made a short film. (laughs) Well, we made made a short film recently that we just sent to a few festivals, which was with Jackson and Eva um, from Eva from So Long Mm. and And, um, Lazy Bones. And Lazy Bones as well, yeah. Mm. Um, So we worked with him recently and then, yeah, we, we, we kind of working on another film at the moment, um, which will kind of hopefully get a lot of the actors we've worked with before involved. But that's pretty early stages at the moment. Uh, he must have been pumped to star in so long. Uh, was he disappointed when you <laughs> told, him, <laughs> yeah. told him he wasn't going to be in it? I think he just didn't. I think he, the first time he knew we were making that film was when we told him it got into Melbourne Queer Film Festival. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, no, nah, he's, he's been very busy. So yeah. I, think, I don't know. I'll have to talk to him about that, actually. Hopefully mm. he wasn't too He's got a lot of many roles in it for guys, so yeah. yeah, well, that's true. You're listening to the Cinema Australia podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, or at cinemaaustralia.com.au. Um, so, So Long is a relationship drama about two women and, and it follows their lives post breakup. Uh, Caitlin, I want to read you a quote from your director's statement, uh, which says, uh, The political background of this film is to advocate for women in film, uh, r- uh, women as writers, lead actors, women as rich and uh, diverse characters, not just mothers, girlfriends, daughters, and victims. Uh, can you elaborate on that more for us? Yeah, I wrote that a while ago, but I think it's still relevant. I think it's always been very relevant. Mm. Um, When we went to write this film, I mean, when we wrote Lazy Bones, they had, I love all the female characters in that. I think it's fantastic. Um, But I think this next, this one we made so long, we really wanted to to be female leads. And um, I guess the political nature of it is that there's such... um, well, well, they ha- well, as we're seeing with the Me Too movement and Time's Up and all these sorts of things, um, and uh, I suppose in just society the, there's been more of a talk about women in film and um, people of colour in film and this sort of thing, and we just thought it was very, very important to uh, start writing more roles for women and uh, women not just, as I said, as girlfriends, mothers and people in love, but women who are their own people <laughs> as we are. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, uh, also behind, behind camera as well. Like, yes, that's yeah. true. Kirsten McKenzie was amazing. She shot so long and... It's why it looks so beautiful. I want to talk about uh, her a little bit later. But mm. um, uh, the, the beauty of this film is that it didn't feel like a political film. Um, mm. and, uh, and I think that's uh, probably because of the two performances of both uh, Kimberly and Eva. Mm. Uh, they're, they're terrific here and they're mesmerising, as, as I've mm. said before. Uh, can awesome. you tell us about working uh, with these two? Uh, because this is Kimberly's first ever acting gig, right? And, and Eva's yeah. second. 
Yes. Well, oh, Eva's done a lot. Eva's like, in theatre as well. Yeah, she's and, a lot of theatre and, yeah. Um, yeah, she's done it. She's in the barbecue. It's coming out. <laughs> yes, that's her. Um, yeah, she's yeah, done no, she, yeah, she's she hasn't done as many like kind of short films or projects as as you'd think she would because she's amazing. But like, she does a lot of theatre. Mm. Um, but I think as well. I just there was the first thing that you said, Matthew, was it doesn't feel political, and I think that's something really interesting because um, before making So Long, it seemed that every film we watched to do with a main female lead was to do with her kind of suffering or oppression. And so we wanted to make something where it was just um, a bit more normal or neutral to be a woman, even though there is um, kind of a, a, there's a sexual harassment scene that does come up and (laughs) that was kind of unavoidable um, being a woman. And um, yes, but to work with Kimberly and Eva was, it was our absolute pleasure. Mm. But Kim, yeah, Kimberly's, it was her first role. She's, she does comedy. She's a stand up. Um, yeah, she does stand up comedy. And she wasn't actually, she actually was in Lazy Bones. She was in one of the stand up scenes, um, like one of the cutaways. She had a few jokes. Um, and that's where we met her. And we find like with comedians always make really good kind of comic actors because you just kind of especially the films we make you just ask them to be themselves and they're usually quite quick-witted and comfortable in front of camera so um that's why we use Kimberly and we've used her again on other projects and she's really great and we'll always use her now um and same with Eva if they'll have us (laughs) please take us back (laughs) was there a lot of improvisation actually it's in so long uh yeah sorry in so long yeah it's funny I watched it again um yesterday with the idea that oh no it's not improvised it's more scripted but it actually really is yeah. so much of it is really improvised we write we, we write with blazing ones and so long it's kind of written in the same way as in we wrote a script for both that had a lot of dialogue throughout and then a few scenes would be like kevin and kimberly sit and talk <laughs> and about talk. relationships <laughs> And that's all we'd put. Yeah. Um, and then we'd kind of, you know, later on we'd break that down. But, um, yeah, it was probably maybe like 60, 40 impro- mm. improvised, I reckon. But a lot of the scenes, for example, there's a, where um, uh, Kimberly and Kevin, uh, Emily and Will in the film, where they go on a, a brief road trip and none of that we had written. Yeah, that was all just. That was just one liners in the script. And we'd talk about, well, what do you want to say? Yeah. Um, and um, Kimberly, being a comedian, of course, they're all her own jokes that she would use in her mm. stand up that she said, oh, this would be a really good story or this would fit there. Um, so I think it's about just trusting the yeah. people you cast and also, like I said before, just liking who they are and the stories that they bring it as kind of, well. Yeah, it kind of all starts with casting. Like if you cast, you need to know who you're casting when you start and if you cast the right people, you know it's going to be okay, basically. So so give us a breakdown of the story. Tell us a bit about it and, uh, and uh, where the idea for it came from. Uh, so the film So Long, like you said, is about two women post-breakup um, as they uh, move towards independence or again and, it, yeah, rediscover their independence. And it's harder um, for Emily because I think for a very long time she felt very attached to Ray 
who is played by Eva, and it's a lot simpler and easier for um, Ray, although she has a lot of other struggles in her life. Yeah, so it's the film's kind of the first half of the film follows one character and the second half jumps back to the start and then follows the next character mm-hmm. um, instead of just cutting between them the whole film. Um, so basically halfway through the film, you you stop seeing one of the characters and you don't see him again, basically. Mm. Um, which was like, I thought would be an interesting way of telling the story. Mm. Um, and I think you don't get sick of seeing them. Yeah. I think you just, you watch it and then you realize, oh my gosh, I don't see her again. <laughs> yeah. And it kind of helps because it's like, it's not a long film. It's like 70 minutes or something. Mm. And it kind of helps halfway through everything kind of changes and you suddenly a whole new story. And it, it kind of is a bit refreshing. You're like, okay, I'm about to see something new. It was so good. It was so unique. Oh, it just felt oh, amazing. Yeah. Thank oh, you. Thank That's so lovely. <laughs> but now it's got me thinking, actually. Uh, you, you were saying that you love editing. You weren't just being lazy in the editing room, were you? <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, that was it. <laughs> we are lazy bones. <laughs> no, it, it really is a beautiful film. And, and so I want to talk about uh, uh, Kristen McKenzie, uh, the cinematographer. Um, Kirsten. Oh, Kirsten, sorry, Kirsten. Yeah, that's okay. Um, what does she uh, bring to a film which made you want to work with her here? Uh, she is very, very giving and she is very, very, hard very working. knowledgeable mm. and, yes, mm. very hardworking, very stylized. Um, so, stylish. Styles, pardon me, stylish. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, I, Mike, I think you, you both oh, went, yes, to so I went to school. I went to school. Um, well, her brother was in my year at school, um, and I'd met her a few times, and from what I knew, she just did photography, but then I think she went to uni and, um, and did film and then got into cinematography, and also she does, I think, a lot of set design. She does a lot of production design, production. And, yeah. and she also produ- like she produces, like most independent yeah. filmmakers, she does she everything. <laughs> yeah, but, um, <laughs> but well, yeah, we met up with her, and we just we asked you want to shoot our film and she said yes and it was really great <laughs> ridiculously smart yeah very smart funny it's great like and also like when shooting you know the crew would be sometimes like me Katie Kirsten Dylan the sound guy and maybe a few actors AD, and that was it and we'd have all this equipment and you know she'd even after the camera stuff's packed up she'd stay behind and pack yes. everything else up with us and so she was really great mm, she was well. yeah there's uh, there's one well actually there's two scenes in the film which I, I want to talk about and sure. I just want to know if this is a if this was a conscious decision on uh, on Kirsten's behalf but uh, so there's one time during Emily's story and there's one time during Ray's story where they're both <laughs> walking down a long street uh, in Emily's story she's, oh, she's, she's on one with, side yep. of the street yeah but in Ray's story she's walking on the other side of the street. Was that yeah, something that you guys discussed? Yeah, we're such geniuses. Yeah, yeah, we plan that completely. <laughs> uh, totally, that is, I'm glad you. No, totally. I'm. I hadn't even noticed that, but that's <laughs> really you. good. Yeah. Damn it! I wanted to. <laughs> I wanted to make you two out to be complete geniuses. I know, <laughs> oh, but we're not. <laughs> Yeah, we just put the camera down and just feel We like, didn't oh, even sure. write the script. We just found it on the street. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, there you go. Okay, so it wasn't as planned as what I hoped it would have been. <laughs> no, but Kirsten was very, in, in pre-production, she was very, like, on top of, like, 
not just like shooting for the sake of it. Like she did want to frame mm. the characters to tell in their sides of the story. So that's true. Um, yeah. So she did mm. plan a lot of the film, but I don't think that one was particularly planned out. But mm. I think that, that actually that is that the scene where Emily and Will are walking down the street together. Yes, they're, no. they're, they're almost identical scenes, but they're just on opposite sides of the screen. Oh, right. Yeah. Because I think we shot that Will and Emily scene in five minutes because we had to get Dylan to the train station. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you two, you co-directed the film. Was was it shot? Uh, were the were there two scenes shot uh, separately, or were they shot at the same time? The two stories. The two stories. Um, separately. Oh, no, we, yeah, separately. We mm. shot. Um, we shot Kimberly's Kimberly first. stuff first. Um, in a, in less than a week. Of, end of twenty sixteen. Mm. I don't. Yeah, remember. end of twenty sixteen, and then we went away on holiday, and then we came back and we shot Eva's stuff. And then that kind of helped because there's a scene at the end which kind of ties it all together a little bit. Mm. And, you know, it's been a few months since we shot it, so... Visually, they visually look different. Look, they look different. Which so is what we wanted. Um, but, yeah, we shot them kind of quite a few months apart. Mm. Mm. Are you looking forward to the film screening at uh, Melbourne Queer Film Festival? You must be <laughs> oh, very yes. excited. Yeah, yeah no, it'll be fantastic. They've Melbourne awesome Queer, so far, yeah. Like, in, inviting us to events. They're and, amazing yeah, festival awesome. and amazing people. Mm, very nice. We're very, very lucky and yeah. very grateful. Um, I spoke with uh, Warwick Thornton recently and I asked him uh, about studio and big budget films and whether, um, you know, there's something that he would like to, to get involved with. And he told me that, yes, he would. He would love to do a Star Wars film, for instance, but uh, if he did, we wouldn't be getting films like Sweet Country. Um, how do you two feel about the big budget films and studio films? Do you have ambitions to move into mainstream when the time is right? Um, well, we watch things like we really, really love on Netflix, Joe Swanberg's Easy. Really and they're not budget, big budget, but they're made for a, a substantially larger amount <laughs> than what ours yeah. uh, would be. So I think if, if it ever... If the story's right, I suppose. Yeah. But I think we'd always want to stick kind of true to this naturalism yeah. way of storytelling, which doesn't actually require much money. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah, then, yeah, would, yeah, maybe. I haven't thought about oh, it. Oh, would you that. like to? Uh, you can. Uh, go yeah, for it. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> Hollywood's waiting, baby. Yeah. Just takes one small film and that's it. You're over there. Yep, that's it. <laughs> so, uh, so give uh, give so long a pug to our listeners and and let everyone know where they can see it. Okay. You, no, come on. You what day is the show? So long is the best film you will ever see. Oh, and please come so that it's not just our parents. There. <laughs> <laughs> so Melbourne Queer Film Festival 18th of March 18th, 18th March, Sunday 18th March at 4.45 at, at Acme. Acme that's brilliant um, oh we said at the same time yeah. jinx <laughs> uh, thank you very much for joining us guys uh, really appreciate it and congratulations on the film it's another one that uh, you should both be very happy about oh Thanks thank so much, you man. and thank you for everything we yeah. really appreciate it you've been there since the start yeah <laughs> that's what we're here for we're here to support <laughs> thanks a lot guys yeah. Thank you, Matthew. Thank you for listening to the Cinema Australia podcast. You can subscribe to this podcast on both iTunes and SoundCloud. 
For all the latest Australian film news, reviews, features and interviews, you can visit www.cinemaaustralia.com.au. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and YouTube at Cinema Australia. 